I just slipped through an exam and you're listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. Earlier this month, Joe Biden announced that he planned to initiate executive action to pardon thousands of Americans convicted of marijuana possession under the USA's federal law. The president vocally encouraged governors of state to consider similar action with state offences and asked the Department of Health and Human Services and the Justice Department to review how marijuana is scheduled or classified under federal law. These actions and statements mark a significant shift in the federal government's attitude towards marijuana use and possession and align with Biden's campaign commitment to decriminalise marijuana. American federal law... clauses marijuana as a Schedule One drug, in line with heroin. Biden said criminal records for marijuana possession have imposed needless barriers to employment, housing and educational opportunities. And while black, white and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people have been arrested, prosecuted and convicted at disproportionate rates. This statement echoes arguments for cannabis legislation reform in Old Aotearoa. Kylie Quince, Associate Dean at the University of Auckland's Faculty of Law, said while less than 5% of personal cannabis possession cases result in prosecution, 34% of prosecutions that do occur are of Māori, are of Māori descent possessions. The New Zealand Drug Foundation says Māori are significantly more likely than non-Māori to be arrested and convicted for cannabis offences because the drug laws are enforced in a discriminatory way. We now have Aotearoa Minister of Justice, Kitty Allen, on the show to speak about USA President Biden's recent actions and statements and how these interact with Aotearoa's cannabis laws, legislations and usage. Morena, Kitty. Morena, Kai. Morena. Patakatoa. You've said that mm. the news of the U- out of the US is positive, but a similar move isn't necessary here in Aotearoa. Why not? Yeah, we've got a really different legislative environment, I guess. That's the biggest thing. Our, our laws, our rules, our, the system that's, that's here is just completely different to what they've got over there. I think something you said, you know, uh, over there they treat cannabis as, uh, akin to heroin. Um, you know, that's not the status in New Zealand. You'll also recall in 2019, um, well, there's a couple of things that happened. So in 2019, uh, we amended the law to ensure that instead of it being a mandatory charge, that discretion was used for um, by the police when it came to personal possession of cannabis. That's the first thing. And then the second thing that we've got in Aotearoa is that we've got the clean slate legislation. They don't have that over in the US. So it's kind of like comparing apples with oranges to a large extent. Um, since for example, uh, that 2019 piece of legislation came uh, was enacted here, and over the past year, something like one conviction for uh, just solely personal um, cannabis possession. That's in contrast, for example, what, you know, we're getting up to the uh, 10,000 per year mark, uh, only you know, sort of five to ten years ago. So, really different environment. If you, you could arguably say that we already have the pardon in place by dint of our, um, of our uh, clean slate legislation. So I just think, yeah, look, uh, let's have the debate, let's have a good discussion, but make sure that we're talking about the same, same things because what happens over in the state, really different system. Over there as well, um, weed is legal, uh, you know, in, in different states, not every state or it's been decriminalised in others. So just, again, like I'm saying, it's a, it's a really different uh, kind of description. I think what we've done here, though, uh, we've got some pretty progressive laws, and the way that we've tr- decided to treat uh, 
uh, alcohol. Oh, sorry. Well, actually, yeah, alcohol and but and drugs, uh, but possession of cannabis in particular. We're taking a harm mitigation approach as opposed to a real penal prosecution approach. I think that's appropriate. Uh, just this week, you know, I've been in a whole range of different drug and alcohol programs that we are funding, both residential and non-residential, as a way of trying to make interventions into people's lives in a more positive way. Setting our alcohol and drug courts this week, uh, last week, uh, you know, where we are making amendments through the justice system that actually let's treat the, let's treat the issue, uh, which might be the addiction or whatever it is, uh, and let's not throw the book at people. So, like I'm saying, Aotearoa, pretty different scenario. You've told us just before that NZ Police have, since 2019, had the ability to exercise discretion in convictions for cannabis possession, and that this has significantly reduced the number being prosecuted for possession for personal use. Now, in June of this year, a progress report into work within the police force combating bias suggested that officers had poor understanding of terms like institutionalised, systemic and structural racism. More recently, the police force has been found to have unlawfully taken and held photos of people not accused of crimes and often young people. Is it really enough to leave cannabis convictions up to the discretion of police officers rather than having a robust and system-wide approach? Well, yeah, look, we tried... uh, Well, uh, yeah, there's kind of multiple parts to that question as well. First thing, is it appropriate to uh, let frontline cops be the ultimate arbiter in exercising discretion? Well, that is the justice system in Aotearoa. Uh, our police on the front lines exercise their discretion and choose whether uh, what charges to lay. That's uh, one of the fundamental tenets of our justice system. Um, what I will say is that there are a whole range of different things happening within the police force. I don't have responsibility for the police, by the way. But there's a whole range of things happening within the police force. I mean, they've acknowledged that there's systemic racism bias that operates within the the police force, uh, and we monitor actively the way in which that discretion is exercised through IPCA and, and other ways. Um, the, the the second thing, I mean, the statistics speak for themselves. We've seen that radical reduction where police just aren't bringing prosecutions for where the sole charge is personal possession. So uh, my view on that one is we have a system that was introduced only two years ago or three years ago uh, and we've seen a radical reduction. Like I said last year, there was one singular charge bought, and that's a change from down from ten thousand. So, yeah, like I said, kind of apples with apples, um, pears with pears. I, I, you know, we pushed, we took as well on cannabis law reform, uh, particularly in decriminalisation. We took that to the election at the last campaign. Um, and we were beaten on that front. Uh, New Zealanders voted no, and so our electoral mandate doesn't extend to re-putting or changing the laws in that area as a consequence of what New Zealanders voted for. Uh, I was very pro uh, decriminalisation of cannabis uh, uh, in Aotearoa, uh, but we didn't get that chance. So it's, it'll take some time again, I think, before New Zealanders are ready to have that conversation. Uh, so in the interim, you know, uh, we really are putting resources into other ways of mitigating uh, young folks, or older folks, doesn't actually matter the age of people, but people going into the penal system as a consequence, a mere consequence of things that are caused by addiction, 
Uh, and that's a lot. It, that's a lot more extensive than just weed. It extends to meth. It extends to alcoholism. We see a lot of crook people coming through our justice system, uh, and so it's about treating the harm, whatever it is, and treating the addictions. Actually, acknowledging that it's addiction driven, uh, and that's where you've seen our government put a huge amount of emphasis. Just this morning, actually, I was talking to a young gentleman. Uh, who was incarcerated uh, and has been and talked about to me this morning just about how uh, life changing those programs uh, whilst he's been incarcerated have been. And you know, I kind of have those discussions day in day out with folks, and it's kind of quite an interesting different environment when you compare with only 20 years ago. We were locking people up and throwing away the key as a consequence of mere, you know, drug possession. We're really treating that as a criminal issue. But there's been massive movement over the past, oh, well, let's just say five years. But uh, and and I think that this is just the beginning of a huge, big change for us here in Aotearoa. You've mentioned there that you think this is just the beginning of a big change. Whilst prosecutions have reduced since 2019, this discretional policy does little for those who were prosecuted on possession charges prior to then. Do you think no, part yes, of this the, the big... part there though that you're missing is the clean plate part? Do you think that there will be a blanket pardon for those prosecuted on possession no, of cannabis? No, I just I drew that in my in the out, at the outset. Now, the part you're missing in the analysis is that we've got a clean slate system here in Aotearoa. Now, I just want to pivot away from this specific issue and talk a bit more widely about cannabis in Aotearoa. You mentioned that you were pro decriminalisation earlier. Were you surprised that Aotearoa's 2020 cannabis reform referendum did not come out in favour of legislation? No, I wasn't surprised. I think that's probably very indicative of where New Zealand's at. I think if we had to put that question maybe in about five more years' time, I think that would get a different outcome. Do you think the public were surprised by the result? Well, I think there was different views, and I, 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 I actually think, you know, there's a whole range of different views there, but obviously more than 50% of the people in New Zealand weren't surprised. In the 2020 referendum, there was no option offered for medical legislation, legalisation with a recreational decriminalisation. People who were wary of full legalisation opted possibly instead to maintain the status quo and may have, been, may have decided to vote for a decriminalisation option instead if that was a possibility. The referendum There's kind of a range of different issues that go with this. So one, look, pot is fine and talk about decriminalisation there and uh, ultimately New Zealand has decided no on that. For me, if I'm really frank, there's two drugs that are far more uh, pervasive and harmful in my community in the East Coast uh, than marijuana. And I'm not seeing the prosecution rates that we once were for pot. Things I'm concerned about, meth and alcohol. Alcohol is the most harming drug in my community, uh, followed very closely by meth. So, look, you know, if we want to have a referendum that addresses those types of issues, that may be what it is, but the outcome on the marijuana one, it was that referendum question was negotiated by three parties, the Greens included, uh, and that's ultimately the outcome. You can slice and dice things a range of different ways, but, but what my approach has been is really let's focus on the harm, let's focus on the addiction component, let's track to see whether our approach in enabling that discretion has just has is operationally working. Is it bringing the numbers down? And like I said, gone from 10,000 prosecutions in one annum to one. So, I don't know. I mean, I wish people would be as concerned about meth and as concerned about alcohol harm. I think, you know, 
sometimes I think uh, m- uh, marijuana is a little bit more akin to middle-class interests for people that like to go out and have a bit of a doobie every now and then and don't want to be classified as a criminal. But you know, the real challenging issues for us uh, in those areas that are actually causing really harm, real harm, alcohol, uh, uh, alcohol abuse and alcohol issues, sale of alcohol where it's available, and of course, um, mess. Uh, that's the those are the issues that are those are the drug harms that I'm really worried about. Absolutely, and those are important to discuss. But I am interested to know whether you personally believe it was a mistake or not to offer a medical legislation without recreational oh, that, I, I, yeah, option. Like I said, that was something that was negotiated by the government at the time um, by three parties, Greens, New Zealand First and Labour, and that was the outcome. That was a Radio 1 91FM podcast. But find more at r1.co.nz.